Heavenly Father, we long for you today. We need you today. As we continue to study this, this topic of prayer, Lord, help us to grow as a church, as individuals. Lord, our prayer is the prayer of the, the, the cry of the disciples. Lord, teach us to pray. We, we want to be men and women. We want to be a church family who cries out to you, who casts our cares upon you, who pleads for the souls of our community, who pleads for marriages and families. We want to be a church that pleads that you would send out laborers into the harvest, that we might love one another more deeply, that we might grow to be more like Christ. But let us be a church of prayer. And as we, as we turn our attention today to the idea of praying the scriptures, using your word as a guide to help us as we search for the language to communicate to you, God, would you teach us, would you help us understand what the scriptures can do and how they can invigorate and breathe life into our, our prayer lives. We love you, Lord. We thank you that we can commune with you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. One of the struggles that I've always had as I seek to pray is sometimes running out of words. I, it might seem silly that we're talking to Almighty God here, and it seems like there's a, a million and one things that we should be able to think about. But I don't know if you've ever experienced this. You sit down to pray, and you, you may have a prayer list, or you may just be trying to wing it on that particular morning. And it feels like after about five or seven minutes, you've exhausted everything there is to say, everything there is to talk to God about. Uh, one of the ways that can that we can be helped in our prayer life, that we can go a little deeper, a little longer, a, a little more full in our, in our communion with God, is by praying the scriptures. John Piper has said, for me, it is absolutely essential that my prayers be guided by, saturated by, and sustained and controlled by the word of God. I want to uh, today's message is going to be less of a verse-by-verse -verse exposition, what we normally do, and more of a, an attempt to, to practically uh, just lay before you the, the how-to on using Scripture in your personal time of prayer with God. But I want to just give us a few reasons why, why we would pray the Scriptures. Uh, the, the first thought is, the first reason that we would want to pray the Scriptures, if you're filling out your notes, is to help nourish our souls. We we can't help but realize that it's, it's, the, it's the scriptures, the word of God, that he wants to use to shape us and conform us to the image of Christ. But rather than simply using the Bible as your devotional tool, use it also as your prayer guide. And as you do, God will strengthen and nourish your souls. The second reason that I'd like to encourage us to use the scriptures as we pray is to help wandering minds. This is where I've, I'm, I've benefited greatly from the use of scriptures in my, in my talking to God is that it helps me from being distracted. You know, when we sit down to pray, there's, there's all kinds of things still vying for our attention. Even if we've carved out a quiet time and a quiet space, we've gotten up before the kids have, have uh, started their school preparations or whatever, there's always, seems like there's always some place for my mind to go other than talking to God. When I've got his word in front of me as I'm praying, it helps focus my mind. We'll talk more about that in just a second. And then thirdly, it adds theological depth to our prayers. Rather than saying the same things, rather than um, uh, choosing only our own words, we're turning to the words of, of Scripture. 
the psalmist or the Apostle Paul to help add richness and fullness to our communion with God. J. Graham Miller has said, For freshness of utterance, for breadth of comprehension, for elevation of thought, for intimacy of heart, there is no prayer like that which forms itself to the words and thoughts of Scripture. But there's an important foundation that we need to lay. There's a crucial foundation that has to be laid if we're to pray the scriptures effectively. And that is this lost art of Christian meditation. Now, I know oftentimes, at least for me anyways, when I hear that word, alarm bells go off. Because I think of Eastern religions and it feels like that's maybe not something that we should be doing. But, you know, it is, it's clearly uh, done in scripture and it should be an important part of the Christian's life. To take time to meditate on the things of God. Thomas Watson has said, Meditation is a holy exercise of the mind, whereby we bring the truths of God to remembrance and do seriously ponder on them and apply them to ourselves. What a great definition. It's taking the Word of God, we bring them to remembrance, we seriously ponder them, and we apply them to ourselves. In our busy day, it's so hard to sit and be still to reflect on God's Word. It is a, it is a wrestling match, is it not, to, to stay and tarry over the Scriptures, to linger over the Word of God and let, him, let our mind turn it over and over and over. It's work. It's effort. We need the Spirit of God to enable us to keep that focus, that attention. And everything that's happening in our culture is pulling us away from this, this lengthy time of focused meditation. Our smartphone, our busy schedule, uh, our, our television, our, our busy uh, kids' activities, what, you name it. Everything is vying for our attention. And God calls us to be still and know that he is God, to quiet our hearts and minds and allow our, our minds to turn over the truths of God's word. David did this over and over and over in this scripture. In Psalm 77, 17, he says, I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. He said, I'm going to stop. I'm going to get quiet. I'm going to think about the things that you have done in my life, the ways that you have been faithful. I know I've brought up journaling over and over again, but it's so important to write down the things that you've watched God do in your part in life and, and to make note of them so that you can ponder the works of God, so that you can meditate on his mighty deeds. In Psalm 119, a, a chapter that's uh, chocked full of the, I, the, the practice of meditation, David says, I will lift up my hands toward your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. David wanted to take the word of God and let his thoughts dwell upon them. He also says a few verses later, Oh, how I love your law. It's my meditation all the day. But for many of us, this is not a, a, a portion or a, a spiritual discipline that has, has been built into the rhythm of our lives. Job's friends were concerned that he had made the same mistake when they said, you are doing away with the fear of God and hindering meditation before God. What a 
What an interesting accusation. Whether or not it was true of Job, remember many of the things his friends said were, were not accurate. It's something that could be true of us. Could, could it be said that we're doing away with the fear of God and hindering meditation before God? Does your life allow for time to just be still with God? It's going to take work. It's going to take trimming and cutting things out so that you can get alone with Him to reflect upon the Scriptures. It takes us being still before Him. Frederick Faber says in a little poem, Only to sit and think of God. Oh, what a joy it is. To think the thought, to breathe the name. Earth has no higher joy. I want to give us a little bit of how-to and just throw out some examples of what this would look like if we're taking time to center our minds on the Word of God and praying through the Word of God. I've picked a few passages, and I just want, to, I want us to be able to, to look at this real practically together. So as we think about how to pray the Scriptures, there are, there are lots of different ways to go about it. I broke down a few categories. The, the first one is praying the prayers. Okay, here's an easy place to start. There are places in the Bible where someone is praying or calling out to God. And, and they've already done the work for you. It's already written out. And so what you can do is insert yourself into that prayer. Rather than uh, it's being their words, make them your own words. You can, I mean, an easy example is the Lord's Prayer, right? We can take that, and many of us have used that as a guide to prayer. Um, the Apostle Paul's prayers, the Song of Moses and Exodus. And over and over and over again, God's people uh, have cried out to Him, and we can make them our own. And, and so, uh, one example here I just want to throw on the screen is a prayer that the Apostle Paul prays in, in Colossians chapter 1. And we can make this personal here. And we can say, so from the day we heard, Lord, I have not ceased to pray for the people that you have brought into my life. And, and think of someone specific that you want to bring in there. You, you could insert our church family and keep it broad. Or you can think of someone that you've been discipling. Your spouse. Your kids. And so we, we, we pick a name. And we say, I've not ceased to pray for you. Lord, I, I'm begging you on behalf of this person. Lord, I want to ask that you would fill them with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Lord, I know that they're wrestling with this difficulty right now. Lord, give them the knowledge of your will. Give them spiritual wisdom and understanding. You can even pray this for yourself. Lord, I need to be filled with the knowledge of your will. You tell me that your word is a light unto my path. Lord, guide me as I go. Take verse 10. I mean, you can, you can break this down and spend as much time in each of these verses as you want. Lord, help me to walk in a manner that's worthy of you, God. I want to be fully pleasing to you. And maybe take some time to list out some ways in which maybe God's revealing you haven't been fully pleasing to him. Sin that has, has, has come into your heart and life, and as he's, his spirit is bringing that to the forefront, you can thank him for pointing that out as you confess that to him. Lord, I want to be fully pleasing to you. I want to bear fruit in every good work. Lord, I don't, I don't want to just have empty words. I don't want to just have have lip service to you, but I want my works to honor you. 
Lord, help me to increase in the knowledge of you. And you can stop right there and begin to ponder the character and the nature of God. And ask God what he wants to teach you about himself this week. We go on and he, 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 Paul continues to pray. And he's asking that the Colossians would be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. For all endurance and patience with joy. Boy, oh boy, this is a prayer that we desperately need, isn't it? I mean, who of us doesn't need to be strengthened with power on a daily basis, right? We need the power of God in our life. If we're going to be effective witnesses, if we're going to be effective spouses and parents and church members, in all the spheres of influence, we need the power of God. Taking time to pray and linger on that phrase. Asking God for endurance and patience with joy. How many parents on these icy days when your kids are cooped up in the house need to have endurance and patience with joy. Man. And how many of us in, in, our, in, our, in our walk of life struggle to have, have joy at times? At taking a moment to ask God's Spirit to create that fruit in our life. And he goes on to remind us to give thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. Take time to use the prayers of as a guide, as an igniter. I mean, you may find that you, you get into verse 9 or verse 10, and you may not get any further because God just begins to, to awaken your heart to the, with the verbiage here in the Scripture so that, that it draws you to Him, and, and you may get no further than a verse or two because all of a sudden now He has, he has given new life to your, your times of prayer. Um, of course, here's, a, here's another easy one. Pray the Psalms. Pray the Psalms. friend of mine right now is, is doing this, just working through a psalm a day and using it to be a guide in his own prayer life. You can pick a couple of psalms. Sometimes you might come to one and it doesn't quite speak to you uh, in, in, the, in a way that is, is really just stirring your heart to prayer. So, so move on to the next one. A great one to pray. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And we can stop right there at verse 1. And just call out to God and say, God, I need you to be my refuge. Or thank you for being my refuge. Lord, I've been in some trouble lately. Or you know somebody else who has. Use that verse as a launching pad to pray for, for God to be a refuge. For that person you know who is aching, who is hurting, who's experienced loss and pain. God, I, could, I thank you that you are a very present help in trouble. Thank you that I don't have to fear Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble and it's swelling, I don't have to live in fear, even though the earth seems to be crumbling around me. Thank you, God. If you're wrestling with that fear, take some time to just ask him to quiet your heart, still the anxiety in your life. The, 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 there's so much richness in these in these verses. Look at verse 8. Come behold the works of the Lord. Take time to just say, Lord, I want to behold your works. Take time to call to mind the things that God has done, that you've watched him do, that you saw him do in scriptures, and that you continue to see in your own heart and life. As you, as you come to a verse like verse 10, where he tells us to be still and know that I am God. We can pray, Lord, help me to be still. You know my, my temptation to want to just be 
quits here in my devotions and move right on to the next thing in life. You know, the, the pull of, of what's going on around me to distract me. Lord, help me to be still and know that you are God. Over and over and over again, the Psalms can guide us in our prayers because that's so much of what they are, as David crying out to God. That's why so, much, so many of the Psalms have been turned into precious worship music because they're just the perfect fodder for drawing our hearts near to him. Use the Psalms to guide your prayers. Thirdly, I just want to throw this out briefly. Um, take time to pray through the narratives of Scripture. Let's say you're going through a Bible reading program or you happen to be working through First or Second Samuel. And you think, Pastor, how could I do this? Because it's all one story after another. It may take a little more work, but mind that story for truths that, that you can stop right in the middle of a sentence if need be. To use as a springboard for, for prayer. I was, I was looking at the, the story of the fiery furnace this morning of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And that could be an opportunity for you to, to pause and say, you know, God, I don't know what kinds of temptations I'm going to come up to against this week. Uh, temptations to bow to certain idols in my life. Lord, help me to stand. No matter what the world says around me, help me to stand and fix my feet firmly. And I'm going to trust you to deliver me. But even if you don't, oh God, you are still good. Use the, the words of the men and women in Scripture in the midst of the stories that you're reading to be a launching pad for prayer. David and Goliath. God, I mean, the, the words that, I didn't write them down, I, I didn't pull the Scripture out, but what David says to Goliath there, after Goliath begins to badmouth his God, it just makes you, I mean, you just feel yourself rising up right alongside with David. You start looking around for some stones here because you're, you, you, you sense you're being drawn in. You think, he's not allowed to talk about God that way. And when David uses those words to say, listen, this God that you're maligning, he is going to give you into my hand today. And, and that can be a, a time for you to step back Say, God, what are, what are some things I might be struggling to trust you for, for deliverance today? What are ways in which my faith has been weak? Lord, help my faith to be strong like David's. And maybe as he calls to mind some of those things that you're struggling to believe him for, the salvation of an unsaved relative that you've been praying for forever and ever and ever, or a difficult financial situation, whatever it is, you can step back and use that as a prayer because of the boldness of David and embolden your heart as you come to him. Um, the next one I wrote down is, is praying through various themes of scripture. And uh, there's, a, there's so much here that you could say. There's so many great resources. You can Google. Let's say, let's say you're battling with fear or you're battling with, with doubt or you're struggling with a, a specific temptation. Just Google scriptures on that phrase. Do, do an internet search and you'll find sites that have have done a great job of distilling a bunch of scriptures on that particular topic. And then just begin to pray through those scriptures. Lord, I really need to focus my mind on this right now. And use those scriptures as a guide. I mean, there's all kinds of different themes. And I just wrote a bunch down. I didn't leave you blanks there. But there's the attributes of God. You can pray about God's grace and his love. Uh, pray through 2 Corinthians 2.14. Thank you, God, who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession. Through us spreads the fragrance of your knowledge everywhere. 
Take time to thank God for his attributes, no matter what they are, his holiness, his faithfulness, his loving kindness, and on and on. Pray, secondly, through the works of God. We've already mentioned this briefly, but in Psalm 145, we're told that the Lord upholds all who are falling and raises those who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, and you satisfy the desire of every living thing. Again, make this personal. God, you uphold me when I feel like I'm falling. And you raise me when I feel bowed down. Make it, make it your own. Take the word of God and insert personal pronouns, first-person pronouns, so that you can express your prayers and gratitude for the works of God. Pray through scriptures regarding God's salvation and forgiveness. Just one example is from John 6, 37 through 40. And, and I kind of modified this one already. To, to fit our own language. Jesus, you have said that the Father gives, all that the Father gives you will come to you. And whoever comes to you, you'll never cast out. For you have come down from heaven, not to do your own will, but the will of him who sent you. And this is the will of him who sent you, that you should lose nothing of all that he's given you, but raise them up on the last day. For your Father's will is that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have everlasting life. And you, Jesus, will raise him up on the last day. Take the word of God and make it personal. You can, uh, another topic could be faith and dependence on him. Psalm 5.3 says, Oh Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. And in the morning I prepare a sacrifice for you and walk. We can pray for godly character. Micah 6.8 says, You have shown me, O Lord, what is good and what you require of me. But to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with my God. Over and over and over again. And following, 
He goes into the nature and character of God, uh, of Jesus, how he has been involved in creation. We can stop and praise God for creation. We can thank God for the power of our Savior who spoke the world into existence and through his shed blood has brought life to all who believe on him. Verse 19 tells us, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. You know, Jesus could not have been our Savior if that verse is not true. The fullness of God dwelled in him. He's God himself, part of the Trinity. Use that as a time of praise and worship for God. And through Jesus to reconcile to himself all things, whether in heaven or on earth, and through peace by the blood of his cross. My goal this morning, it was just a, a simple, kind of a more of a how-to sermon than, than anything. God calls us to be people of prayer. What we're talking about this month is that we, we would be people who say, Hear my cry, O Lord. That we come to him with open hearts, praying for our church, our families, our community, our nation, our world. I don't know about you, but I need help sometimes. I need help to find the right words. I need help when my mind wanders and when I feel distracted, when I feel much more like, like getting on my smartphone than I do being still for another 15 or 20 minutes. One of the ways that we can get help is simply through the word of God. God's word tells us it's powerful. It's sharper than a two-edged sword. One of the ways that God's word is powerful in your life and in mine is it can guide our prayers. When words begin to fail us, it brings us back to the reality of who God is and what he's done and what he wants to do in our life, in our churches, in our communities, in our world. Let our prayers be governed, governed by the scriptures. I hope you take some time this week, and I gave you some some practical ideas on the back of the outline and places to start. I hope you just begin to use the word of God as a guide for prayer. Before we close in prayer and I turn it back over to the worship team, I just want to make one more mention. We, we haven't brought it up in a little while, but we have still been continuing to raise funds for our new roof. Um, as uh, as we, we mentioned last week, uh, that we noticed when we were getting some of that rain a couple weeks ago, we already had started to see some leaks um, in, in a couple various spots in the church. And we're at, at about $45,000 raised, we're, so we're almost a third of the way to raise funds for this project. And we just want to encourage you, I, I didn't put it into this week's prayer guide, but maybe as you pick one up and as you leave, jot that down there as a point of prayer, asking for God's provision. Uh, we really need to be able, if we're going to accomplish this project this summer, which we, we really do just for the, the, um, the, the structural you know, integrity of our, of our roof, uh, I don't know that it, as I talk to the trustees, I'm not sure that it's going to make it through another winter without some more damage to, to some of the materials underneath the underneath the shingles. Um, but as we as we think about this project, we really need to begin to uh, notify a contractor here by the end of March or the first part of April so that they can slot it into their summer schedule. And so we just want to ask that you would continue to join us in prayer as we as we look to God for provision for this project. And one of the things that the elders have done. Uh, as, as we've talked about um, how best to take care of some of these needs, is we've, we've upped the amount that we set aside each month um, for future projects because we know that we'll have 
things like this coming. We know that probably next after this will be the parking lot needing to be resurfaced and um, we'll need some, um, some other, other maintenance issues that are on the horizon. And so one of the things that we've done to try to uh, be a little bit more prepared in the future is to set aside funds that will, will be put aside from each, each and every offering each week that will build up a, a savings account to really help us think, think through these projects. But would you join us as we continue to pray and ask God for provision for, uh, for a new roof for our, our church facility? Once again, I just want to, I'm so glad you're here this morning, and I'm going to pray that God would bless us this week as we pray, that he would direct our minds to his word and help us to use the scriptures as, as we seek them. And I'm also just going to pray that you have a safe trip home. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your power, your grace, your might in our lives. The, the word of God, you tell us it's, it's sharp, it's powerful, it's, it's able to do through your spirit things that we, we can't even fathom. And Lord, we recognize that it can be a guide as we, as we cry out to you in prayer. Father, would, would your word come alive to us this week? in this way, so that as we, as we come before you, we might be people who are guided by the scriptures and all that we do through our prayers. That the Psalms or the words of the Apostle Paul or the words of Christ or story about our Savior healing a blind man, may it stir our hearts.